Welcome to the Property Profits Podcast. My name is Travis Wells and I will be your host every single week. It is my job to bring on a specialist in every part of real estate, whether that be retail, big commercial, luxury, flipping, land, you name it. I cannot wait to introduce you to these people because there are masters at their craft out there. At the end of each podcast, my mastermind group will come on and Q&A with these people and ask real-time, real-life questions so that we can all learn. I cannot wait to see you on my podcast. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, we'll just get out the gate with it. Who are you? What do you do? I love it. Yeah. So uh, Justin Nelson do a ton of different things, but I mean, probably a lot like you, Travis, got my hand in a lot of different things, but primarily where I spend about 90% of my time is helping small business owners get virtual assistance, primarily from the Philippines. Um, so, you know, some people know exactly what I do and some are probably like, what the heck does that mean? So, but that's where I spend about 90% of my time. Um, got about a hundred virtual assistants that work for me personally. Um, and have placed about 5,200 of them over the last three, three and a half years, roughly. So um, really spend most of my time in the outsourcing world, staff, staffing world, whatever you want to call it. So um, it's a little bit about me. Man, I was so excited to get you on here because, you know, I tried hiring VAs before Sphere Rocket and then, you know, it's been a game changer. You know, just to give you a little props there, because it is freaking crazy awesome. So that's cool. How'd you how'd you come up with Sphere Rocket? Yeah, so I actually I've been in the I was in the real estate industry first, which I know might align with a lot of your followers. I was uh, 15 years old. Uh, my dad got into real estate when I was 15, so I kind of got to see him in his first few months. Um, and long story short, you know, he was mid career, mid corporate guy moving over to real estate, and a few months in, he's like, hey. You can help me with some marketing. I'll pay you commission only, you know, which at the time in his first six months to a year wasn't a whole lot, but I loved what I was doing. I loved the, you know, at 16 years old, even a three, $400 check when he would close the deal was, you know, pretty eye opening to the amount of money I could make versus working at a Subway or a McDonald's, et cetera. So did that from like 15 to 18. Obviously, the day I could get licensed, um, I didn't know a whole lot about wholesaling and some of the, uh, I wouldn't say new things, but the things I didn't just weren't, well, wasn't open to. So I went and got my license right away. I became a traditional real estate agent at the age of 18. Um, bought as many homes as I could. So built a few new builds back in 2015-ish, which has been, it's, you know, honestly, just buying three of those is what made me a millionaire. So, you know, that was a huge piece of my life was just securing a few properties early on and letting time do the rest. But um, you know, did the traditional real estate thing, built a real estate team with my dad, about 30 agents, um, ended up building a coaching company, um, coaching traditional real estate agents. And then, um, COVID hit and luckily prior to COVID about three months prior to COVID, we had started the VA company. So very good timing. Obviously you guys can imagine COVID virtual workers, you know, was a really good stroke of luck. Um, obviously we work hard to get where we're at, but it was, you know, very, very lucky the timing on that. So I've been using VAs for, um, quite a few years while in real estate, and I just thought that there was a better model. Um, some, you know, it was either do it yourself, like you might have had done, Travis, and you know, a lot of hoops that you have to jump through and things you don't know, or it was kind of the opposite of spend a ton of money in like a staffing company that charges you, you know, dollars upon dollars for every hour that that person works, which we didn't like that model either. So, um, when I was 22, so about three and a half years ago, 26 now, um, started the VA company and it just took off, man. So that's kind of, 
um, where I got started real estate first. And then, you know, kind of saw a need within that industry, um, and then went to fill it. Yeah. And another reason I was excited to get you on there several is you've done so much so quick and it seems like you haven't skipped the steps, but you've done it so quick. You know, I, I remember, uh, I've heard you speak a few times and it's just, it's really awesome, man, how you've done that. How are you able to transfer your core values from all these different companies to, to every, everything you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, you know, it all comes down to, and this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive. It's, it's actually in mass hiring, um, that we kind of transition the core values. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, you know, core values, when you're trying to push them into other companies you own or down the line, you know, a lot of us will spend three months trying to hire a person. We'll go through, you know, 20 applications. We'll interview each one five times. We spend hundreds of hours and then we find out a month in that that person's a liar, a cheater. And yet you did the interview process, right? Everything was great. Whatever happened, you know, it just didn't appear. And so for me, you know, with virtual assistants, you know, I always had, you know, with a lower cost per hour, I was able to go, all right, I need a social media editor, you know, or a video editor, or I needed an acquisitions person or whatever I needed. I'd go, cool, I'm going to hire three of them, right? Because at three, four or five bucks an hour, I could hire three. And within 30 days, because whenever I'm onboarding someone, right, like it didn't matter if I was onboarding one or three, I was going through the same presentation. I was walking them through the same SOP. I was setting up the same systems for them. And so when I was able to hire a few, that allowed me to see really in the first 30 days who kind of naturally already kind of had the same core values, even if I didn't tell them what our company core values were. And I kind of got to see it in action. And so then what I was able to do is I came from a place of abundance and I was able to go, all right, sorry for you two. You guys just didn't align properly. And I had one ready for me instead of going three months in and then, then kind of being scared, right? To let that person go, because then I have to start the whole process over again, restart hiring. And so we've re- we've moved really, really fast there as we weren't, we, we aren't scared to hire the wrong people because we kind of batch hire the same position and we kind of let them know they're competing and that they're going to be under the gun and, you know, scrutiny, um, a little bit. And that we really find that you really find people's true colors when they're in the workforce, uh, people's true colors are, can be pretty well disguised when you're just in an interview process or, you know, you got referred them from someone else that's their best friend. So I would say that's the biggest reason we've been able to scale really fast is we haven't really had to actually truly fire or let anybody go, um, just cause they kind of weed themselves out in that initial process. That's awesome, man. And I know, like you mentioned earlier, people, entrepreneurs and other people that are trying to hire. I mean, a lot of them think they can't afford it for one, but you know, with the VAs and virtual assistants, you know, it's half the price. Like you said, you, you can really test that out. That's awesome, man. I know y'all have certain ways to, uh, to qualify. What do y'all do there? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things I always tell people and it kind of shocks them and some of our clients that pay us for our services, they're like, whoa, that's the secret. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of good things our team does on a corporate level to train our recruitment team, you know, so our recruiters are a lot of times, you know, so, you know, our recruiters are hired by people like Travis, where you come in and go, I need this, go find it for me. And we trust you to do the process. Obviously recruiters can be, you know, they can learn disc profiles. They can learn how to read things. They can ask the right questions. But really what we find is it's kind of like sifting in your audience may kind of relate to this analogy is wholesaling, right? You call a thousand homes, you're probably going to find someone that needs to sell their home. Um, You probably didn't ask a fancy question. You probably didn't, you know, sometimes we have to come over a fancy objection. But if you just do enough work, you're going to find one that's going to fall in your lap. And so we kind of take the same process in the recruitment process, not that we're just going to let anybody through. But if I can get 
for a certain job position. If, if Travis goes, I need someone in acquisitions, I need someone to cold call, I need someone to be my executive admin. If I can get 50,000 people in the Philippines to apply for that one position, well, now my team can sift through just endless amounts of applications. We can be picky. We can look for certain experience. We can look for certain things and we can disqualify 99.9% of them focus on the top 1%. And that's where, you know, most people fail in the recruitment process is you can, you know, because let's be honest, you can find a VA yourself. You can go to Craigslist online jobs. You can go to, you know, Craigslist Philippines. You, you can post in a Facebook group. But the problem is, is if you only have time to read 20 resumes, well, then you're just choosing from a group of 20, where with us, we're choosing from a group of 50,000. You know, last month we had 89,000 roughly apply to work for us in the Philippines, and yet we only placed out 200. And so I would say um, kind of a dull, not super, you know, sexy answer is just volume, right? If you, if, if you can look through enough resumes and do enough interviews, like we're interviewing five to 10,000 people a month, you know, you, you can really find the cream of the crop when you just have that engine on full time. I like that abundance mindset, man. Cause I mean, that sounds overwhelming as hell, right? Like, over, like interviewing, you, you're talking about thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Like that's a lot and that's crazy awesome processes you put together and you've got to be top of top of mind right in, in the philippines how do y'all do that yeah so i mean what's really interesting is it's really no difference than the in the u.s right you know and for a lot of us is we run a lot of facebook ads you know the other thing is just taking care of people um and it's kind of interesting with our model because a lot of times in the philippines if you want to be a virtual assistant and you just find your own client like travis for example if you just went online found one randomly you know that that virtual assistant a lot of times has just been screwed over by americans that are just like there's no contract in place you know they work for a week and you don't pay them like just general human things but then the opposite end of the spectrum is if you go with a massive staffing company that has a massive upcharge you know, Travis, you might have to pay $1,800 a month to that company, but the VA may only receive 600 of it. They may only receive 500 of it. And so they're in this like massive corporate red tape structure. And so, you know, I think we've also got a lot of goodwill because we take the best of both worlds, right? When we, when we hire for people like you, Travis, like the virtual assistant, we hand them over to you and go, this is your employee. Like, like we don't have any say over what they do or don't do. You want to bonus them. You want to give them a pay raise. You want to send them, you know, this or that. It's all on you. Like we're giving you that control. We're not a staffing company that maintains that control. And we find that the virtual assistants really love that because they get the protection of a company like ours. Like if you stop paying your VA tomorrow, Travis, we're going to come after you. Like, and if you don't pay it and you just disappear, that's fine. You're on a blacklist, but we're going to make sure that your VAs are taken care of and that they're paid. Um, and yet at the same time, the VAs don't have to deal with the red tape of any type of pol politics of being within our company. And so I would say that's the biggest thing is the words kind of spread that like, hey, Sphere Rocket has the best of both worlds. They're going to guarantee that you get paid. They're going to protect you. But at the same time, you're not actually working for Sphere Rocket themselves. And so you don't have to worry about a big, massive, several thousand person company, you know, drowning you in fees or, you know, politics or, you know, corporate red tape. So I'd say that's the biggest way we've really kept a good reputation out there. That's awesome, man. And I mean, y'all services, and this isn't me, like, we didn't talk about this before. I just feel like it helped so many businesses and entrepreneurs because I know before I hired VAs, it was a struggle to get help. So, I mean, that's awesome. And y'all help a ton with that. 
what uh what do y'all charge if you don't mind talking about it here yeah so uh, many many years ago we had a one-time fee model um but over about the last year and a half we've switched to something called accelerator um it's probably our most popular model now i say about 90 percent of people go for this model um it's a thousand bucks a month and we basically leave an unlimited number of recruits so you know, if someone needs one virtual assistant, you know, they're going to spend probably 14, 1500 bucks a month with us, a thousand to us, and then direct pay to their first virtual assistant. Um, but then obviously when businesses scale and they need a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth VA, um, our fee doesn't change. So most companies would go, oh, you need a second? That's another thousand to us. And you need a third? That's another thousand to us. For us, we, we're just a one-time fee. So whether you have one VA or a hundred with us, we're just a flat thousand a month to you. And so when you compare that to a US-based labor on one hire, one hire is going to cost you 18 grand a year to have a full-time assistant or a cold caller or whatever you're going for versus, you know, 40 grand or 35 grand. So we're at least a 50% savings at a minimum um, compared to US-based labor. But then of course, if you have a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth VA, well, at that point, because our fee is not rising with it, you're even in the range of 60, 70, 75% um, savings and costs. And then Obviously, our job is to train, educate, and be a problem solver, right? You know, if you, if your VA left you tomorrow, Travis, and they said, I got a, I'm having a baby or, you know, life changed or a parent passed away or I just, you know, I can't, I can't do this industry anymore. Like we're there to like go and replace that person, you know, within a seven day period for you. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of how we operate, um, in a nutshell, obviously if a business owner is like, Hey man, I'm barely at 50 grand a year, 70 grand a year. I can't justify a thousand a month plus my VA's pay. Um, we do have some smaller package options that are a little bit more of a, Hey, you just need a single VA. We'll, we'll let you get. And then a lot of times they end up upgrading, you know, to our, you know, more advanced packages. Um, but yeah, so it kind of ranges between about 500 and a thousand a month for us, um, depending on what you need. And then obviously the average virtual assistant runs about three to four bucks an hour. So again, and for the real estate industry, whether it be investors, agents, um, what kind of VAs do you see being hired, I guess, most and most frequently? Yeah. So obviously like in the acquisitions, real estate investing world, we see um, basically the offering of a cash offer. I mean, that's, that's probably the number one, you know, when we provide big wholesalers with cold callers. It's a lot of times people overcomplicate it. It's literally just calling and go, Hey, I'm, I'm working for an investor that's got cash. You know, what would be your price, you know, type of situation or would you consider it? And just, you know, going through a thousand names to get 20 to raise their hand. And, and a lot of times, you know, the acquisition companies will then take those 20 leads and let someone else in the U S work those, or they'll work them themselves, depending on um, how they're structured. So, so that's a really big one. Um, obviously for those that are, you know, more content based, you know, they don't do as much outreach and they're trying to get, you know, their 5,000 Facebook friends to refer them deals in a certain area. Obviously the video editing, the social media side is a really, really, um, big one from that perspective. I think the other thing in real estate too, is what we call batch hiring. You know, a lot of times when people hire, you know, inside sales agents or people to work leads or call, they'll only hire one person, which I think is a massive mistake that they make in that realm because, when you talk about return on investment, um, if you only have one cold caller working for you and they're calling a thousand leads a month, well, let's say you get one deal that month and you make five grand on an assignment or five grand on whatever you do with the property. Well, if I had three VAs, you know, so that one VA is 600 bucks a month makes you five. That's great. But if you had three VAs and they made you three deals, you know, now you're 
1800 in employee costs to make you 15. So the margins get better as that you would think they just scale linearly or, you know, kind of together. They don't because what happens is, is when you got three people calling, you're also now building those 20 people, the 20 of the thousand that raised their hand, you're now raising 20 for the first, 20 for the second VA, 20 for the third. Now that first month that you had three, you have 60 leads that you were quote unquote hot working, where if you only had one, you only had 20. So when you when you go across 12 months, if you had three VAs popping up 60 hot deals or, you know, at least warm hands in the air, that's 60 times 12, you know, that's about 720 leads versus if you only had one VA, that's only about 240. So now, now you're talking at the end of the year, the difference in 500 warm hands. And so we see a lot of times people will get a single ISA in the real estate realm and they'll be like, it's just not moving fast enough. Well, it's because they're just not putting enough volume, enough outreach, enough, you know, whatever you want to call it out into the ecosystem. So I'd say those are the biggest ones in the real estate. That's a, man, that's a huge nugget actually. So heck yeah. How do you recommend an entrepreneur maybe in real estate industry start? Like what should be their first VA hire in your opinion? Yeah. So, I mean, I always think it's going to be executive admin, someone to fix, you know, your life. However, if you're a complete mess, you, you, you do have to be somewhat organized. You do have to be somewhat in the process of trying to get your life in order. You know, you can't just be a complete train wreck that's running around slinging deals all over the place and just expect someone to come into your life and fix it. Um, the problem with when I say executive admin is it's one of the hardest to fill because they are trying to fix your crazy high D personality life. Um, however, it's the most effective. But the reason why most people won't make that hire first is they don't see the ROI. And what I mean by that is they don't like an executive admin coming in and fixing my backend paperwork or helping me schedule my schedule a little bit better. Just because my VA organized my calendar for the day and I showed up to more meetings on time and I was more intentional, you don't just all of a sudden see 10 more grand in the bank from that. Like it takes, that's a compounding thing that over time will change your life. But my, my, my VA making my schedule a little cleaner and making it a little easier and, you know, my wife a little happier because I attended something on time. That doesn't just put money in the bank. And so for a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, you know, I got to get that next check, I got to get that next check. You know, they always try and go lead gen first, which is great. You know, like if you need it, you know, that's okay. But the executive admin um, is the base. I always kind of tell, especially wholesalers, man, I tell them all the time. I was like, okay, cool. You can go hire six VAs with us to go get you a whole bunch of deals. But if you had 12 deals hit you in the face tomorrow and you had to figure out how to assign them all, comp them all, do everything you would crumble, right? You you would mess some up. You would lose some. You would have deals that you have to bail out of because you didn't market them properly because you just didn't have the baseline systems in place. So, you know, I would really say executive admin is the first one, if at all possible. That's huge too, man. I wish uh, I wish somebody had told me that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You live and learn, right? Absolutely. So last question before you go into Q&A. Um, what would you have done differently, if anything, starting out on, on your whole entrepreneur journey? Um, so I think the biggest thing I would have started off by doing is I wouldn't have worked 80 hours by myself. You know, I always thought the more I worked, the more hours I did, um, which is cool. You know, I always wanted to be the guy that's like, yeah, I worked 80 hours this week. I slept on my couch and I didn't talk to anybody and I didn't date for six years because I was just like, I wanted to work. I wanted to be the guy that at the bar said I worked 80 hours. Obviously, that's led me to, you know, weight gain and being out of shape and things I'm correcting now. And, you know, it led to addictions. And so I would always say, like, I think there's 
a balance between, you know, there's times in my life I still need to go work 70, 80 hours a week just to get shit done. But that's not something that's sustainable. It's not something that, you know, anybody should su subject themselves to unless they're just an Elon Musk anomaly. And that's just how you're going to do it no matter what. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Or I don't think anybody will try and convince that person otherwise. But I think for a majority of us, when we review our goals and what we actually want to do, most of us could do that working 40 to 50 hours um, a week, no problem. It's just sometimes our ego wants to work a little bit more and not leverage things so it can seem like we were a little busier than we should be. Um, so I, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing is like leveraged earlier than I thought. I always thought that I had to hire a 70,000 person, a dollar a year assistant in the US. So I, you know, I was making 200 grand and I didn't want to pay 70 of it to go to get an assistant. But as soon as I opened my eyes to VAs, I was like, okay, I can, I can stomach spending 18 of my 200 to get an assistant, but 70 was a little much, you know, or 50 or, you know, a big, too big of a piece of the puzzle. So I wish I would have known that there was better options as well to get leverage. And it, it wasn't just hiring, right? It's the, I should have had my lawn cut. Even though I was 21, I was a strong college football player, shouldn't have done it. I should have hired that out so I could have spent time with my family. Um, so I think leverage a little sooner would have been probably the biggest piece of advice. Heck yeah, thank you, man. I'm opening up Q and A now. Uh, Chris, you got a question? Hey, man, I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> hey, look, I like that. Um, I actually, I'm you out. Just there. getting into it. I'm a contractor. <laughs> Might have lost you there, Chris. I'm gonna jump over to Alabama. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm a contractor in Alabama. Okay. I, um, so I'm just getting my feet wet in this. So, man, I'm just kind of. We lost you, man. <laughs> Ask your questions. I'll get them to. I'll get them to Justin later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Again, I'll connect with you too. Sham, what you got? Um. Um. Hi, Justin. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I good. actually enjoyed that conversation. Um, I've done a lot of hiring myself, so yeah. I get. What are the biggest like problems you've come up with with the VAs? Yeah, I, I would say I, I wouldn't really call it a problem, but I'd say the biggest mistake I see people make or a VA fails at is most people don't incorporate them like employees on the team. Like they'll, they'll operate like they're, um, a Fiverr or an Upwork or like a little platform. Like they'll yeah. think, like they'll think their VA is just on the other side of a computer and they'll send them a task and hope it gets done the right way or they'll wait for it to get back so they can look it over. Where for me, like my VA sit on computer screens with me all day. So like they're like, I feel like I'm in the office with them. So, you know, and I know you guys do a whole bunch of this, you know, on your like uh, real estate calls and things like that. Like that's the type of environment that we want with my VA team. I want to be able to, you know, be in my kitchen making a sandwich during my lunch break and walk in at 1 p.m. and be like, oh, I have a marketing idea of something I need to get out. And I can talk to my marketing director who's in the Philippines, or I can talk to my sales team, or I can talk to my executive admin. Um, if I have to like message my team and be like, Hey, can you guys jump on for a meeting in three hours? And, you know, and sometimes it's needed for higher level positions or higher level thought process. But if I have to go and wait 30 minutes to get a response from my admin team and my marketing team, and then this, like, then I'm just managing people all day and not getting done what I need to get done. 
Um, so I really like, you know, having VAs in a similar format to how I know you guys sometimes do your, you know, your calls and things like yeah. that. Just being all together is a huge, huge, huge piece. Feels like a team. Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate you doing this. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, thank you again. Where can people find you? Yeah. So the best way place to find us is if you want to get in contact with me, you want to message me, obviously, Justin Nelson, you'll find me on anything. Uh, a lot of times people think they're talking to my VAs. No, it's me. Unfortunately, it's a, you're going to get the best of me. Uh, but if anybody ever needs virtual assistance, uh, higherleverage.com is a great place. H-I-R-E uh, leverage.com. Uh, we will you know, be able to chat and see if we can help you out with some VAs. But um, overall, if you just type in Sphere Rocket, even if you're like, I don't, I'm not ready for VAs yet, I'll be further down the road, whatever. If you just type in Sphere Rocket VA online, there's a ton of trainings on YouTube and things like that where we share tips, tricks, um, things to get you ready before you ever have to spend any money on assistance, you know, and those types of things. So um, a few different places, Justin Nelson or higherleverage.com or just search Sphere Rocket anywhere. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. And you have a good evening, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You too as well. Thank you guys for having me on. Thanks, Justin. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please refer a friend. It would mean the world to me. And also, if you'd like to learn more about real estate investing, go to www.exclusivehousinginvestors.com. If you're interested in joining the Mastermind Group, email me at travis at exclusivehousingtexas.com.